Oh my god, God Gronk. No. He's injured, oh my god. Take me, God, take me, not Gronk, please. I've been in the shower for six hours. I'm a freaking prude. Oh my god. Hey, Kenny. Oh, oh, oh. What, what? What is it? Yeah, I, I just wanted to tell you, I, I, I saw on Twitter that Gronk's injury is probably not season-ending, so it's not horrible. So maybe you can get out of the shower now so I can take a shower? Is that okay? Oh, uh, thank God. Thank God, Gronk, for that news. <laughs> thank you, friend. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say friend, but uh, it'll be okay. It'll be okay, Kenny. Don't worry. Okay, well, I do have one question. Yeah, yeah, what's that? Why, why, why are we in the shower together? Yeah, that's a, that's a fair question. Um, I don't know, but I'm going to head out if that's okay. Yeah, um... That's okay with me. This is awkward. I know. Okay. Bye. Fantasy Football Podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season. It's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchups. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and I am joined by my lovely, lovely corn-eating co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, man? Well, uh, you know, thank God I finally got into the shower. Darter finally cleared some space. I mean, he stayed in there and cried a little. I say, hey, man, close your eyes. I'm going to take a shower real quick. And we we just, you know, we got that done. So thank, thankfully that... Uh, Thankfully, I got that. I think I got that all cleared up because I was going, you know, forty-eight hours without a shower, and um, right, yeah, about, yeah, of course. My wife was about to leave me, so I had to had to get it done. Of course, you know, the first thing that went through my mind when Rob Gronkowski got hurt was that your prediction was going to happen with of Tyler of, of Tyler Eifert being the best tight end this season. Yeah, you know, I, I thought about that too, but then I thought, well, that's like a huge asterisk, like you know, yeah. like if if he misses two games, what is it? He's supposed to miss two games, right? Yeah, something like that. So if he misses two games and Eifert ends up like 10 points ahead of him or something, then I, I don't even think I would point that out, honestly, because the the Gronk Nation would, would, would come after me. Would they definitely would. Oh, yeah. But, 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 uh, but you know what, though? I I think that it, unless Eifert, Eifert's okay, his neck is okay. Yeah, right? his, his neck seemed fine. Well, seemed Eifert's going to out, out touchdown Gronk this year, which is something. That's definitely something. How crazy was it? Like when Gronk when Gronk went down, like he just like went into shock. Well, I think uh, uh, Rich Rebar. We we were talking about this over DM, and he he put it perfectly. Gronk went full Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> he did. Go, he did. You're he went, right. He went full Nancy, and and it's true. You know, and for those you know, for those of you who might may not get that reference because you're too young, which is unbelievable to me. Uh, Nancy Kerrigan had her knee smashed by a tire iron or something. Yeah. Um, as directed by uh, her skating rival, Tanya Harding. Right. And 
she and she was screaming. What did she say? Miney, miney, something yeah, like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Her her scream her scream was was horrific. It was like her leg had just been taken off. Right. And and Gronk's reaction was like was like, oh my god, my I'm done. I'm right. Done. Like my leg got like my leg fell off just yeah. now. And, and but it, but it really ties in with something I read about his 2013 ACL tear, which was really bad, by the way. That I mean, that that was a really awful hit. Right. The way his leg bent is un, unholy. But he he described it. He said, you know, I thought that was the last time I would ever play football. I, he said he was crying and screaming and 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 begging his dad, you know, to tell him that he would play again. Am I ever going to play again? Mm. And so I think that that came out a little bit there, right? Yeah, I mean, I would assume that that instantly. I mean, think about it. It's a tra- it's a traumatic. I, okay, it's not traumatic in like a life and death thing, but it's traumatic in the sense of like this is what he does for a living. He's w- one of the, if not the greatest of all time, doing it, and then it just gets taken away. And he already experienced that, so I assume any time that something yeah. even close or, or remotely close to that happens, that he that that would be the reaction. Like you can't fault fault him for be, for no. going as crazy as he did. It was. It, it was it was it's just insane. Like that's yeah. just that that was the reaction. It's really crazy. It it, it was funny because you know you had that reaction and then you had Josh McCown's reaction to breaking his collarbone, which was uh, he couldn't <laughs> lift it, he couldn't lift his arm more than like you know not even not even shoulder length sh- shoulder height. But then he went out and tried to throw a couple balls. I mean that that guy is. I'm not saying Gronk's not tough. Okay, right. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that Josh McCown is the toughest SOB in the NFL. I don't think the average human being watching football understands the kind of pain these people go through. Oh. Like like waking up on Monday for them, like the way that they feel, if we were to feel that pain, we wouldn't we wouldn't get out of our bed for a month and a half. Yeah, well, I remember at one time watching a thing on Jerome Bettis and yeah, he couldn't like, even go up the stairs. He couldn't walk up the stairs. It's <laughs> crazy. Jason Taylor, at the end of his career, couldn't sleep in bed. He had to sleep standing up against a wall. <laughs> this is a, that's a real thing. Like it's like I don't even I, I hate laughing at it because it's so sad. But it's but absurd. like but it's so it's it's as if these these people aren't even living remotely normal lives. It's it's crazy. I can tell you that. If I had been the recipient of that McCown hit, okay, where the guy, you know, intentionally drives him into the turf trying to destroy him and my my collarbone pops like that, I'm I'm begging the trainers to kill me. Right. They, to you know, actually just just put you out of your misery. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I would you know I grab their collar, just do it, man, just do it. I'm ready. <laughs> like I'm Lieutenant ready. like just Lieutenant kill- Dan in, in Forrest Gump. Yeah, and the guy's like, actually no, you're fine. you we're just gonna give you the locker. No, I'm ready to die, I'm ready to die. Yeah, it's it's just like Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump. And right. For for the rest of your life, you're just gonna hate those people who saved your life. <laughs> saved my life. <laughs> you're, so gonna, you're gonna you're gonna hate those people. That's yeah. what it's like. The, the fact that Josh McCown. Did you watch that game last night? Because I was I was hysterically laughing at the end of that game. It was I, I did. Unbelievable. And Josh McCown when he hurt his when he hurt his collarbone or whatever. Or hurt, hurt his shoulder is what they said when it first happened. He goes out and he throws like a deep ball. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't even it wasn't even like an out or something. I mean, it was or a screen. It was it was like a twenty five yard pass down the sideline, and then his his body like he just fell to the ground. He's just he's like, nope, body body can't do this. 
Yeah, well, that, that's what that's what happened. I mean, it was like uh, I think we saw Brett Favre do this again and again in his career, like try to play with something, but then it was like, well, my body is not allowing me to do anything right now. So, right, yeah. I mean, you know, some some guys just do like Ben Roethlisberger does that all the time. It's it's yeah. crazy. It's I I don't know how they do it, but they do. Anyway, how right. was how was your Thanksgiving, by the way? Well, I have to say. And I think everybody, I think people on Twitter may know this by now, but it was a cornless Thanksgiving for me. Man, and, it was a cornless Thanksgiving for me too. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're 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 yeah, a, I don't care. you're an abomination, and you wouldn't have had corn anyway. But <laughs> but yes, yeah, so um, you know, I mean, there was a nice spread, you know, a bunch of bunch of stuff, including, of course, of course, uh, cranberry sauce. Yeah, uh, yeah, the woat. Which which I promptly flushed down the toilet, uh, but yeah, I'm looking and there's no corn. There's no corn. It was like it was like getting, it was like you know getting coal in your stocking or something. I mean, it, <laughs> it was like it was like hey hey you, you want to eat Thanksgiving dinner? Here's here's no corn. I, I was I was devastated. So sorry I couldn't take a picture, everybody. Uh, uh, but uh, it was, just wasn't worth it, especially because I had all these tears in my food at that right, point. Right, and and yeah, and the you were you half of your meal was tears. Yeah, right, and and so it, that that was I thought that was just gross. So I didn't I did not take a picture. Mm. I got you. I got you. That's sad. I was I was waiting for that. I took a picture of mine and tweeted it out. Yeah. How how was your Thanksgiving? It was it was great. It was awesome. And then we the next day, Black Friday, we went out and we went to wineries and breweries and it was great we got really drunk and it was fun mm-hmm. so yeah. fancy wineries in, in virginia it's a good time we were we were passing a winery on our way uh uh on our way home and you know melissa my wife uh being pregnant uh just kind of stared at it longingly and right. <laughs> it's like i have expected her to like put down the window and be like i want to go to there <laughs> right, exactly oh man um, so last week's streamers, last week's streamers, not too, too bad, but not too, too great. Uh, we'll start with the defenses. The, I think the Jags were one of them that we talked about last oh, week. Yes. Uh, the, uh, what the heck was that? How, how, do, how do they, how do they do that against that, that depleted of a San Diego offense? Is beyond I mean, me. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. One point. Unbelievable. One one fantasy point for them. Then we had the, the Cleveland Browns. They got a pick six off of off of Matt Schaub because everyone does. Uh, Matt Schaub now has four interceptions over his last 44 passes thrown in, in the NFL. Wow. Because he played in, in the CFL and stuff. I don't know why I said in the NFL. Um, the CFL. And then uh, tight ends. We had Brent Selleck who scored a touchdown on Thanksgiving. He had nine PPR points. Yeah. Uh, Heath Miller, who would have destroyed the oh, Seahawks. Oh god. my god, he would have been he would have been top five pretty easily if he wouldn't have gotten hurt. He had five catches in the first quarter. Right. Yeah. Oh, it was it was like that game. Uh, I think it was the San Francisco game earlier yeah. this year where they just kept feeding him. Um. So uh, he had, he still had nine and a half PPR points. Not terrible. Tweeted out Jacob Tammy uh, before that game. He had eleven point nine PPR points, and then you, I believe, tweeted out Vernon Davis. <laughs> I did. He had four points, so three yes, points. Probably. Three points. Yeah, Thanks, not, Denny. Not great. Yeah, I I got really like like exuberant about Vernon Davis for a few minutes there, and but but I did say it was deep league stuff. So I'm yeah, you know, yeah, it was a deep play. I really hope you didn't like plug him in over Heath Miller or something. Right. That's not what I meant. 
Uh, quarterbacks, we had Josh McCown was a deeper play. As I said last week, I was a little bit nervous because it was a division game. It was the second time the Ravens were seeing him. Uh, he put up 13.68 fantasy points, so it wasn't terrible. Uh, Jameis went, there's really high quarterback scoring week, by the way. Like, really, yeah. really high. Really, I mean, it was it was kind of tough because we, we weren't on the right guys. Uh, Jameis Winston had 14.5 fantasy points. Brian Hoyer, the disappointment of, of the past probably five or six weeks, I would assume, in terms yeah. of being fairly chalky and just not performing. I mean, he he got the same kind of hype that Kirk Cousins did. Kirk Cousins was QB1 that week, and, and Brian Hoyer was not. Well, against, but, against New Orleans. It, it, I mean, and you know this, I mean, he, he was completely squashed by game script. It was, it was, yeah, completely. Night, it was the nightmare. I mean, it was, the nightmare was that the Saints would not show up like they never do on the road. And, and Hoyer would have to not do anything. And right. so they hardly did, they hardly tried to do, to advance the ball in the second half. They, you know, if they had, he would have ended up with a really nice day. He ended up with 15, I think. In my in one of my least fifteen points yeah, and basically 15. just 9, yeah. yeah, but just playing one half pretty much. Yeah, I mean it was it, it he he started the game really hot. He had those two touchdown passes, one of them being a a pseudo touchdown pass to Cecil Shorts. It was a little shuffle pass, shuffle pass, but um, yeah, I mean game script certainly didn't help there. You really need the the Saints offense to show up and not score six points, but at the same time. I think what we're seeing here is that the the Texans' offense is not going to be as pass friendly. They're not going to run as many plays anymore, simply because their defense is playing like a top defense in the NFL. Yeah, they're the Houston. The incredible improvement of the Houston defense is a huge downer for fantasy wise. Yeah, for I mean DeAndre Hopkins is included in that. I mean it's yeah. it's everything. So. And then lastly was Marcus Mariota, who was facing that Oakland secondary that had given up a top 12 quarterback performance to every quarterback not named Teddy Bridgewater or Peyton Manning. He actually put up 19.42 fantasy points, but he was still QB 15 on the week. Mm. Just to just to show you how crazy the week was with, with quarterback scoring. So Mariota, though, was definitely a, uh, a strong option with his um, three touchdown passes. Yeah, uh, threw a couple picks though, which wasn't wasn't great, but it was still still a solid day for him. Uh, and overall, kind of a, I would say maybe like a, a four out of ten if we're grading the streamers this week. Yeah, yeah, Ho- Hoyer was just a a disappointment, but, but he didn't play badly, and the matchup was right. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely good, definitely good process. They, they were they were toying with that New Orleans defense early on, uh, so. Anyway, yeah, it was not it was it wasn't fantastic. I, you know, I he I think I really think Heath Miller was in for like a, a giant PPR day. Oh yeah, especially uh, I mean I think I think they you know I like Mark I don't think Marcus Wheaton would have seen the day that he did if not for for Heath Miller's injury. No, uh, yeah, you're right. So anyway, all right, Denny. Uh, before we get into our week thirteen streamers, do you want to talk about our sponsor? Yeah, it's uh, DailyFantasyCafe.com. Uh, they have a bunch of uh, uh, tools. Uh, the Stack Generator uh, is one that I like a lot. So check it out at DailyFantasyCafe.com. All right. Hit us with your defensive streamers. All right. So actually, this is a really good week for defensive streamers, I think. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, even if you're in uh, a fairly savvy league where people kind of look ahead. So <clears throat> my top one... I thought going into, you know, last week, if you would have asked me, I would have said the Dolphins uh, playing at home against uh, Matt Schaub and the pick sixes. Um, But I have to say that I'm more bullish 
on Washington's defense than I am any other defense uh, streaming defense this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they get the Cowboys uh, uh, at home. Uh, they're a favorite. It's Monday night. Uh, and they play our favorite guy in the world, Matt Castle. Yes. Who, who is uh, terribly inaccurate. He's uh, this season 29th most accurate on uh, aim throws. And that's a big thing. I mean, we're looking for quarterbacks who will likely have to throw a lot uh, or even even a moderate amount, and they're inaccurate. So that's what we have here. So Castle, in his uh, starts for Dallas this season, these are the point totals he's given up to opposing defenses. 13 points, 16, 7, 9, 11. Okay, so, uh, uh, you know, there are some some really good numbers in there. I I want I want to say that I'm playing Washington for their floor, but I really like their upside too. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in this, uh, Washington has been uh, uh, has been really good uh, at home recently, and uh, uh, I think you know we saw them last week uh, have they forced four turn four turnovers against the Giants. Uh, so I, I I really think that you you need to prioritize them over everybody. Uh, after that, uh, Chicago gets uh, Blaine Gabbert uh, in Chicago. Again, once again, the Bears are, are favored here. Uh, I think the 49ers implied total is like 17 and a half. Yeah, that's low. Really low. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, Blaine Gabbert, I have to say, has not been the total and complete debacle that we thought he would be, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because they're kind of keeping it safe. But, you know, talking about inaccurate passers, uh, he's uh, only completing 67.4% of his aim throws. So, you know, that, that's, that's really low. Uh, San Francisco, when you allow for uh, – or when you adjust for strength of schedule, allows the third most fantasy points to opposing defenses. So I, I, I really like Chicago. In fact, you know, I, I wouldn't quibble with anyone who – you know, want to to play the Bears defense over Washington. It's just my my preference is Washington there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to get the Bears. You know, if if you if you can't get Washington, and then finally uh, the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins play Matt Schaub uh, at <clears throat> like I said at home. My worry here is that you know, like a lot of defenses this season that have had really plus matchups. The, I don't know if the Dolphins can take advantage of that great matchup. You know, we, we've, we've talked about that a couple times uh, on the show, and I've talked about that in my, uh, my column on thefakefootball.com. Uh, so that, that's sort of my hesitation there. And honestly, we were talking a little bit before the show. You know, Matt Schaub didn't look fantastic on Monday night against the Browns, mm-hmm. but the Baltimore defense did almost every, anything it wanted to do. Right. Uh, against the Browns because the Browns are a really bad defense and the Dolphins are not much better. Okay, that that so I, you know I know look at the pick six saved the Browns day. Otherwise, the Browns defense was a, was going to be a fantasy disaster. Okay, right, right. Uh, so I, I don't like to rely on pick sixes. We don't want to rely on defensive touchdowns. So that, that's why I have the Dolphins third in that pecking order. Yeah, he definitely moved. I mean, they moved the ball actually pretty well. Uh, the the Ravens' offense, so I, I definitely understand uh, the hesitation using Miami. Those were those were uh, that Miami and then Washington were, were the two defenses that that I saw initially whenever I did the fifteen transactions column this week. And then Chicago makes a lot of sense just because Blaine Gabbert 
is their quarterback. Right. That's not and, a very efficient offense whatsoever. And and one one more hesitation with the with the Dolphins is that they are being bludgeoned on the ground. Okay. Uh, if you look at their recent yardage totals on the ground against them, uh, you got two twenty two. Uh, 80, 164, 117. Mm-hmm. So teams are just grinding it out on the ground against Miami. There's no reason to think that Baltimore won't try to do that, and that's that's no good for our purposes. Yeah, yeah, I totally hear that. Uh, all right, quarterbacks. So the first guy I'm going to talk about is our. This is like so. This this week's quarterbacks are are basically like our hashtag brand in, in a yes, nutshell. Yes. The, th- uh-huh. the three the three guys that I'm going to talk about. The first one is Ryan Fitzpatrick himself. Uh, they're facing the Giants. The Giants have allowed at least 227 yards and one passing touchdown in every single game this year, wow. which is a really nice floor for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, over the last four weeks, they've surrendered four quarterback one performances, and that includes, I mean, those Breeze and, and Brady were obviously two, two strong opponents, but then they also faced Jameis and, and Kirk Cousins uh, Cousins last week, who you were, you were pretty high on last week. I was. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the the Giants ranked 24th against the pass according to number fire metrics. And Fitzpatrick himself is is playing pretty well. I mean he he's he has a very very high floor. He's similar to to Alex Smith, where uh, he hasn't scored fewer than 13 fantasy points all season long, and he's coming off 19 plus fantasy points in four of his last six completed games. So I'm not including that Oakland game when he hurt his hand. So I think he's a very very safe option this week. Yeah, he, uh, he, I mean he has upside. Just given the weapons that he has, he's a guy that we've gone to a lot this season. But there's a good reason for it. I just I just talked about it. I mean, he's 19 or more fantasy points in four of his last games, last six games. So I think, you know, bring it all together. It, it, he's he's a strong streamer this week. Yeah. Um, next guy is our boy Jay Cutler. Uh, you know, we talked about him a lot because of kind of his rest of season schedule. Um, and, and I think that, that this is kind of when that schedule is, is hitting and it's, it's part of that really nice part for, uh, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm, I don't even know why I'm stumbling over these words right now. Why are you stumbling? I don't know. But anyway, he's getting San Francisco who is not good on defense. Uh, and then obviously, you know, he gets Washington after that, then Minnesota who's average, but he, he played pretty well against them earlier in the season and then Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, Cutler struggled a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but he's also faced Denver, uh, and then the Packers obviously on Thanksgiving, which was a short week and bad weather. So we can kind of give him a pass for how he's performed over the last couple of weeks, especially considering two weeks ago in Den- against Denver, he had nothing to throw to literally nothing. Um, <laughs> literally, <laughs> l- literally he was throwing the air is, is the equivalent. It's a the thing with San Francisco too, uh, they're on the road this season, er, t- this week, and this season on the road, they've they've played five road games, and three of the quarterbacks that they faced have put top three performances on the board: one to Big Ben, one to Eli Manning, and one to Russell Wilson. I think that's a thing because they they've played like Washington, they've played a lot better at home than they have on the road. Right. Uh, you know, there's a fairly low over under in this game, but the Bears are seven point favorites, which. Which is why we talked about earlier why the, the, the 49ers have such a terrible implied team total. Um, I, I think it's setting up for, for Cutler to have a lot of opportunities to, to throw touchdowns. You know, I think he could have a low yardage total in this game, maybe like 200, let's say. Uh, but if he can find the end zone, if he, if, it, it, you know, if they, if they opt to pass the ball closer to the end zone than run it, uh, he could easily throw for three touchdowns. So I, I think uh, Cutler's in a really good spot this week. And then lastly, 
a guy that I mentioned earlier with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's basically the same kind of fantasy quarterback, is Alex Smith. Yeah. Um, I think that we need to start giving Alex Smith a little bit more credit for for what he's done this season. I mean, he's, he's hit 13 or more fantasy points in every single game this season. He's had a couple 20-plus point performances. Uh, so his ceiling isn't god-awful, but it's 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 not Jesus-awful. It's not Jesus-awful. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but, but it's, but it's, uh, you know, he, he's had a decent season uh, from a fantasy perspective. And then there's the Raiders, who, as I mentioned last week, have given up a top 12 performance to everyone not named Teddy or Peyton, now Marcus Mariota. But at the same time, you know, Mariota still put up over 19 fantasy points. So basically, what we're looking at is every single week that they fit that they faced a non Peyton Manning or Teddy Bridgewater quarterback. Where remember, Teddy Bridgewater is averaging like 13 or 14 fantasy points per game. Peyton Manning isn't even a starter anymore, and, and he's he's not going to be the starter anymore. Yeah. Uh, and they, other than those two quarterbacks, they've given up 17 or more fantasy points to every single passer. Uh, so I think, just given that, it's very obvious that Alex Smith, uh, to me at least, is is a is a smart play. That Oakland secondary is just not very good. You're talking about uh, uh, Jesus Smith not getting getting enough uh, uh, respect uh, as usual. But uh, he's uh, he's averaging less than two points uh, fewer per game than Eli Manning. Yeah. So and, and Eli's having a good a good year. So I you know I think what he's uh, he's a QB nine on the year. So yeah. You know he's uh, I, I think with that with with you know Alex Smith's new newfound uh, willingness to throw it downfield. Especially. Yeah, that was a that was a dime to Macklin this past yeah. week. But but he but he tried several. I mean I mean yeah, he actually yeah. like let let it loose. He can do he that I know there's jokes jokes galore. Everybody has jokes and and rightfully so about Alex Smith dumping it off to his fullback on on third and nineteen. I get it, but he can throw it. He can get it deep. Yeah, I actually get really annoyed whenever like I understand like look you should have to throw the ball downfield to be considered a good quarterback in the league, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, production is production, and what he what he does and what he allows to happen is he allows his teammates to make plays. And at the end of the day, he's still more efficient than a lot of those other quarterbacks, even though a lot of those numbers are, are coming off of yak, right? And the the, the interesting thing, and I, look, I'm not making this comparison saying this is the same player as this player, but Tom Brady's made a living off of that over the last five to ten years. Oh boy! Ooh, Patriots Twitter is not going to be happy. Patriots Twitter is going to hate this. People are going to turn off the podcast. People are going to light up and just just crush my mentions right now. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not saying that Tom Brady is Alex Smith. Tom Brady is far better than Alex Smith because he's not only better at throwing. I mean, he's not even he's not only better at at least throwing it uh, those mid range balls, but he's also better at being Alex Smith and playing playing those shorter route rules and that more of that West Coast look. But at the same time, I mean. Production is production. That's what I can't stand when we expect when you know it's it's like the idea that I'm not I'm not trying to like you know crush PFF here or anything like that. I, I like I like what they do. I like the guys over there. But I've had conversations with some of the guys over there that grade uh, the the performances of these players, and you know it's it's one you know they'll they'll give a guy a neutral grade for instance if like he throws to a wide open guy in the end zone. Right, You're right. And he's, right. But it's still like he found the guy in the end zone. It's not. It's not his fault. Like he's the one who did that. Like right. Alex Smith. Sure, he's not throwing the ball downfield. But at the end of the day, production is production. That, that's that's what you're you're trying. You're you're aiming for. It's not pretty. It's not fun. And no, he's he's not as good 
as some of those other quarterbacks because he he doesn't throw he has limitations and those are his limitations and some of that might be between the ears as you're kind of referencing Denny because he can yeah. do those things but you know at the same time I think that people take the narrative way way too far with a guy like Alex Smith and, and they think that he's just like this this useless quarterback when he's not. Hey, let me ask you something. If you're going to compare Alex Smith to Tom Brady, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Who has more Super Bowl rings? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, th- this is this is when I say this is when I take a, a stand and say that Alex Smith would have five Super Bowls if oh, he played in New England. That is that. Oh, my house is on fire. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm ready for some some horrible Twitter mentions tomorrow. Oh, that's going to be really bad. I do. I do like. I really enjoy when. You'll you'll like you know not you just me anybody will tweet out a stat like saying something about Brady that's not like the most uh, you know like the the you know falling all over ourselves praising him you know yeah uh, if it's like a little bit of a critique and the mentions will turn into Super Bowls baby yeah oh yeah all the time <laughs> yeah that's, all the time because that's what I what I was saying is he has no Super Bowls. Right. That's what that's that, right. That's, that's exactly yeah. That's exactly yeah. The statistic was Tom Brady hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. Yeah, that, <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so those are the three guys. Do you want to talk about your tight end streamer this week? Yeah. Speaking, speaking of, of Tom, Tom Brady. Yes. Hey. Hey. Oh. Uh, Rob Gronkowski's father, uh, Scott Chandler, is. <laughs> not that's not that's not real. I don't think you've it been could... waiting to drop that line all day. I have been. Oh my! It's been bottled up. <laughs> I don't know, but so yeah, so so Scott Chandler uh, is now. I mean, somebody asked me, would you go? Would you like go all in on a on an auction uh, auction bid? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't. I, I I don't think we're. I don't think that's the situation here, uh, really at all. But uh, I I like him this week uh, when we talked about this strictly based on opportunity because. His matchup sucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Eagles are bottom five in receptions allowed to tight ends. They're bottom, I think, eight in yardage allowed to tight ends. Uh, they've only allowed, I think, two or three touchdowns to tight ends all year. I'm going to check on that right now. Uh, but you know, it's it you know objectively two touchdowns to tight ends all year. So you know we're not playing the Saints here. Okay, we're not playing the Giants. This is a bad. Uh, this is a bad matchup, but it's hard to ignore the following. He has uh, Scott Chandler has nine red zone targets this season. That's not bad for you know a number two tight end. Uh, now number one, I guess with with Gronk uh, out for the uh, for this week. Uh, he so he had eleven. Chandler had eleven targets last week, uh, and he but he was getting looks even before Gronk went out. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. this, this didn't all just happens yeah, they don't have any weapons right they're and they're without weapons and that's you know so he caught five balls for 58 yards and a, and a touchdown um so you know i i think that the the matchup is not right but uh with with gronk out with with uh edelman gone with Deion lewis gone amandola is expected to be back but not it's not a certain thing i don't think right now you know I, the, the ball has to go somewhere and right. And uh, we even saw Chandler last week line up, uh, line up flanked out as a receiver uh, yeah. a, a few times, which I thought was interesting. Uh, I mean, the, 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 go ahead. 
yeah, so you know, this is an opportunity play. Yeah, I mean, the thing with the thing, you know, the thing with New England's offense this past week is they it's typical Bill Belichick and I don't know why other coaches don't do the things that he does. I mean, I understand he's a genius. He 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 definitely schemes the right way. But at the same time, it's like he did exactly what you should do against Denver's defense, and that's go with like two wide receiver sets and just play big and use your tight ends. And that, yeah. that's that's what he did against Denver. This week, you kind of get the opposite look against against Philly, who you know have allowed. I mean, th- that Eagles secondary is so bad; they've allowed five touchdown passes in, in each of the last two games. So it's going to be a little bit different. It might be a little bit tougher for for Chandler to to do what he did against Denver, like you said. You know the matchup isn't as good, but at the same time, this is strictly opportunity in terms of there. Are no, there's nothing there in New England. There's nothing. It's yeah. it's it's Scott Chandler, right? Which and is it, insane. And it's you you lining up in the slot, and I'm I'm taking Chandler over you. I'm sorry. Oh man. Anyway, right. next Who's next guy. guy. Next guy is Kyle Rudolph. Denny. He's seen 19 targets over the last two weeks. Wow. Which is a lot of targets. Yeah. Wow. It's 13 receptions over the last two weeks. Um, and, and it's, you know, we saw they're, they're facing Seattle. We saw what Heath Miller was starting to do against Seattle. It's because Seattle kind of kind of allows for that to happen. They've all, you know, under this, this, this current era within in this, in this current era of Seahawks defenses, that is what they do is that they allow these tight ends to beat them. And, and it's, and they don't care because tight ends don't generally don't do much on the field in terms of, of, sustainable production going down the field. Yeah. Uh, so I think just as a result, you know, Kyle Rudolph's in a good spot, not only just because of what he's been doing in that offense the last couple of weeks, but the matchup's pretty perfect. They rank 29th against the tight end position and fantasy points against. Um, and, and really there there's, again, there's not a ton of, of weapons for, for Teddy Bridgewater to go to. I think that this is a perfect matchup for Rudolph to, to really exploit that defense. Right. To, to, for his, you know, for him to shine so bright. Is that- yeah, and for him to just drop touchdowns. <laughs> oh, if he drops, hey man, I can't deal with another another one of those all time worst drops, the woke drop. Oh my god, Kyle Rudolph just the, the, all he does is disappoint. I don't even know why I'm recommending him right now. Well, no, we have to. He, no, we do. We absolutely have to. But he just disappoints all of the time. Yeah. Well, don't please don't shat the bed, Kyle. Yes, don't don't shat it. There, there, uh, by the way, uh, uh, prepare yourself for an endless stream of terrible uh, Kyle Rudolph Christmas jokes. Every every year, the announcers love to uh, love love to give out their their their. Oh, Rudy, it's his time of year. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. The worst. And then they talk about where Jay Cutler's from. Oh, Christmas, some Illinois or something. Santa Claus or something. Santa Claus, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. We're probably really wrong, and people are going to just hate us for it. But that's uh, well, I originally I just said Christmas, Illinois. So. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What? It's Christmas, no... Illinois. But I said it like facts. Like, oh yeah, Christmas, Illinois. <laughs> right. That's why I didn't. I, you said it so confidently that I couldn't question you. <laughs> I was afraid to question you. It's like, oh my god, Denny's like great grandpa like grew up in, in Christmas, Illinois. He knew all about this town. He visited like three weeks ago. Right. Oh man, I should have gone with that. I should be like, come on, man, you didn't ever heard Christmas? Come on. 
Week 13 streaming in Christmas, Illinois. There you go. I think we, we just got it. <laughs> we just got the title. All right, to recap, we have Scott Chandler and Kyle Rudolph. We have uh, – I also want – because of this, I also want to keep saying Kyle Chandler, who was Coach Taylor and – Oh, yeah, life. yeah, right, right. Yeah, but, so – okay, so we're going with the Coach Taylor streaming tight end this week. That, that um, could also be the name of the episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, quarterbacks, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jay Cutler, Alex Smith. Two of those guys are on our banner on our Twitter page. Uh, yes. And then the Washington, Chicago, and a deeper uh, out of those two, the third recommendation would be Miami's defense. Yep. Word. All right, let's get the Twitter questions. First one, at Seawalk underscore 84. I bet you you can Seawalk, Denny. What does that mean? Cripwalk. Come on, man. Cripwalk. <laughs> Come man, on, get with it, dude. Is- uh, uh, this is officially the whitest podcast on air. <laughs> Only because of you. Oh. I was I was so ready for that. Well, I'm sorry. Look, look. I, you're right. It is it is because of me. I am I am the whitest. Uh, no, I am too. I mean, you you ranked R and B songs one time, right? That's true. Well, I'm, yeah, I mean, I love R and B. Yeah, was R and B Christmas songs? Do you wait? Do you listen to R and B Christmas? Um, no, Christmas song wise, it's uh. Yeah, I, I I go classic with like Bing and Andy Williams and that kind of thing. Very very uh, very classic music. Uh, Melissa has made me listen to uh, uh, '90s Christmas. '90s Christmas on on Pandora, which is which is basically boy Mar- bands and Mariah Carey. I like hey I like Insync's out Christmas album man. Ugh. It's Wait. not bad. Delete the po- delete this podcast right now. It's not bad. You guys can hate me all you want in my mentions. It is not a bad album. Oh wait, but no, you're right. That, it, but it is. It's kind of like fun. It's fun. Fun to listen. Are you saying like fun to make fun of? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's good. It, well, good it, and fun are two different things. It, I'm listening to it for enjoyment, not to just text my buddy and say, "Hey, did you listen to JT sing Christmas music?" <laughs> I mean, there's a song in there. It's like a five minute song about about explicitly about having sex under the Christmas tree, <laughs> which is which is a, hor- a horrific thought. It's a horrific thought. <laughs> well, I, well, of all the places, of all the places, I mean, you there's a very little. There's he- no, no headroom. There's pine needles everywhere. You just you know you just knocked off your childhood ornament and then you're looking at it you're like that was I made that when I was three and now I'm having I mean what it's gross I can't, it's I, can't gross. I can't do this I can't do this anymore <laughs> uh, all right let's listen to Seawalk 84's question let's listen to it meaning you listen to it you listen to me read it all right um, what's the number one item Witten sneaks back to his man cave during their annual yard sale. <laughs> some sort of some sort of power tool. Yeah, yeah, like an obscure power tool with with a twenty foot cord, or some yeah. like yeah, or some like some like wrench that was like passed down from his great grandpa or something like that. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I, if I had been prepared, I would have been able. to But no, I, I got nothing. Yeah. Next one is at Gene Fred seventy nine. Should I stick with Rivers versus Denver or go with free agent like Tannehill, Osweiler, Fitzpatrick? Must win to enter playoff. I like Fitzpatrick more. Yeah, me too. Next, I would. I we have a couple Rivers questions. I would avoid playing Rivers against Denver. Uh, next one is at J underscore M underscore Coop. Early in the season still, but need a ruling on eggnog. Cutler's favorite drink, obviously. Do, eggnog's terrible. 
it is. It, don't it, even. Don't even. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. Okay. I'm trying to describe how I feel when I see someone like take a big scoop of eggnog, you know, and, and, right. and drink it. First of all, it, it only makes me think of uh, the National Lampoon's Christmas movie and Uncle uh, or uh, Cousin Eddie. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know Christmas Vacation. Okay, thank God. Uh, Are you serious? It's the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Besides Scrooged uh, with Bill Murray. Besides besides that. But yeah. No, okay, whatever. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But but yeah, so I always think of him drinking the eggnog. Do, does eggnog have to have alcohol in it or no? I don't think it has to. I mean, I don't think any any drink has to have alcohol in it. You can get no, that. you're right. You're right. You're you can, right. Except like beer. Actually, you can get non-alcoholic beer. No, but but I mean, what 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 kind of liquor is in eggnog? I don't even know. I don't know either because I don't drink it. I avoid it. Like I don't think I've actually like, I honestly I don't think in the past six years I've had eggnog. It, I mean, it, first of all, it looks like Hangover City, right? I mean, right. You, it's, you, it's what you don't want to drink, right? You have you have three or four of those, and uh, you you can't move the next morning. I mean, right. It, it, right. so no, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, next question at a a Yorkshire. Has there ever been a year to own handcuffs more than this one? Unreal amount of elite level injury studs to who slash studs who replace. I don't know. What whoa, that whoa, 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 whoa! Let's what? pump the brakes here. What about about the about the the? Uh, is there ever been a year where you have to own uh, handcuffs? Oh, right. I I actually think that. If you did not have handcuffs on your bench to start the season, you did the right thing. Right. And then later on in the season, as roles emerged and you saw who was going to be who's backup and you smartly picked them up, I think that that was the way to go. And I think and and uh, I think that uh, something that happened in our Apex Writers League, which is Evan Silva from Roto World, <laughs> went, ham. You know, went ham completely – and just picked up every freaking running back handcuff off the waiver wire, which didn't bother me at all, by the way. I'm, right, I, I'm fine with that. But it was a genius move because now he has a bunch of studs on his hands. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that, yeah. Everyone just keeps getting hurt. Yeah, so anyway, I think that that's the way to go. I, I, I really don't think that, that what's happened this year should, should prompt you next year to... Right. Have just a bench full of handcuffs. Exactly, that's a totally, totally good take because that's usually what's gonna. People are gonna be reactionary. There's no, there's not gonna be any running backs taken in the first round, which I can kind of understand. Regardless, I should say there there won't be many running backs taken early. Um, and then there's you know people. The other thing too is that with handcuffing, that always goes overlooked. Number one is you know a lot of times those guys aren't even ever used. But number two is that those guys aren't even the handcuff. Yes. Like like everyone drafted Niall Davis this year, and Niall Davis wasn't even on the team when Charkhandrick West was starting. He was only playing last week because they needed a running back. But like it's it's not you know just wait for for things to play out because when you draft a handcuff, they're usually the first people that you drop during the, the heaviest waiver wire period of the season, which is weeks one through four. So yeah, so yeah. that you know that's that's a, a key reason as to not as to why you shouldn't be drafting them. Yeah, but you know what? We're gonna have to fight this fight in August when when people say yeah. I'm using my eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh round picks to pick up my to pick up a bunch of handcuffs because they because it'll because what happened last year will definitely happen this year. 
Right. Yeah, we're going to have to do a podcast on it. Yeah. Uh, this next one is at Kevin John McCloyd. Yeah, right? McCloyd, yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. Carson at St. Louis or Cutler versus San Francisco? You know, I, I got this one today. I said I, I'm more comfortable with, with uh, Palmer. Are you? I think I would go Cutler. Sorry about that. Ooh. Next one, at Double A Cantu. He said, Aaron Rodgers is starting to tick me off. Yeah, you should, probably shouldn't have drafted him early. Rodgers or Cutler versus the 49ers? So uh, Green Bay against Detroit on Thursday night. I would go. I would still go Rodgers. Oh, God. I, I guess, but I'm not comfortable. I'm not, like, supremely confident in that call at all. Yeah, I, I, I still think that I would, I would do it. Uh, this next one is uh, at a Fauché 70. He said, any way to have an ultimate dad runner bracket to determine who is the dad runneriest of them all? Also, thoughts on Gore? Uh, yeah, we should do that over the offseason. That would be fun. Yeah, let, let's seriously do that. There are lots of candidates. Yeah, tons. We'll we'll break it down. To, we'll get a field of 64. I'm being serious. It's going to be 64. 64? Yes, there's going to be 64 dad runners in this bracket. And we're wow. gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a real we're gonna crown the real one. That's but it, is it retired players and yes, and yes. I I know why because you want to put Cam Cleland on there and Jake Ballard and and Jake Ballard right. Um. Anyway, thoughts on Frank Gore. I mean, what what did the the co- yes, coach that he coach was, said? Uh, beat what crap. was the quote? He's beat to crap. Beat to crap. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, he's beat to crap. I mean. Why would you, how can you play him right now? I pick up know. your everyone better pick up Denny's boy Boom Heron this week. Boom Heron. Ah. Yeah, he's he's going to he's going to be a thing. I'm I I really think that that Dan Heron is one of the better under the radar pickups this week. I kind of yeah, that's a good call. Cuz Ahmad Bradshaw's out for the year. So Yeah, what 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 happened to him? He hurt his wrist. So it's it's I mean, I don't know. He walked. <laughs> is, that, is that what happens with, with Bradshaw now? Well, you know, we we can we we know one thing. Uh, he will be signed next October by the Colts. He will score six touchdowns in three games, and he will get injured for the season. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So don't don't handcuff a Colt next year uh, nope. running back. Instead, just pick up Ahmad Bradshaw on October fifteenth. There you go. Uh, next one at NW underscore Hotshot. Credit where credit is due. Thanks for helping secure a playoff spot. You're welcome. Thanks. Uh, Sean Drawn is it Drawn or Drone? Drawn. I say Drone. I say drawn uh, versus the Bears. I think it is drawn though. Uh, versus the Bears or Murray Latavius versus the Chiefs. Uh, you know, it, it, okay. The, it really does depend on PPR for for drone mm-hmm. because he's been inefficient as crap. Yeah, I mean the guy is like he he to, he totals 60 yards and he scores 17 points. <laughs> it's all volume volume driven. I think I'd go with him though. Latavius has not been good over the last 8 weeks. No, that raid the whole Raiders uh running game has been uh, atrocious. So yeah, I would go Jerome. Yeah. Uh next one at JW Dement. That's Jeff Oh, Jeff Dement. Okay. He lost Graham and he loves the Denver schedule versus tight versus tight ends remaining games. Uh, are Vernon and and Daniels worth playing or too much split? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at the target splits, but I know that Vernon Davis 
plays about 40% of the snaps, which is not bad. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm not really a fan of, of using one of them. I don't think. I I just don't think, I just don't think that there's enough upside. I want Vernon Davis to be a thing so bad. My God. I know you really do. Uh, next one at Geigertron, which, which non poop emoji best embodies the Cleveland Browns (laughs) franchise. Again, you cannot choose the poop emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the, probably the flames fire emoji. Yeah, yeah, I would I would go with that. There's also one. Uh, there's also there's also one that's like a a grimace, but the mouth is like all yeah, sorts yeah, of- yeah. Where it's yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Everyone knows what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a good one. Very good one. Uh, next one at Bryant ATC. Julius Thomas, a rest of season tight end one. I mean, that's not saying much. No, it's not. I think it's. I mean, I I think that's a yes. He's seeing a ton of volume right now, and Alan Hearns being out. I mean, that that should give him a little bit of an uptick. Yeah, I actually. I mean, I think safely, yes, he's a tight end one. I think that if he see if he keep keep seeing red zone looks, I think that he could be much more than that. Yeah. Uh, this next one is at the commission UCFAC. Witten, Watt, and Alex Smith. Pick one for each. Christmas tree hunt. Ugly sweater, singles party, wingman, and Xmas Eve mass. Oh, Christmas Eve church is so rough. By, by the way, I I remember going <laughs> every year. We had to go to a two and a half hour service. Two and Christmas. a half hour mass. Well, I, I went to a Lutheran uh, Lutheran church, so that is a it, long. That is that is. Yeah, long. I mean most most of those services were really short, but yeah, we had to sing songs forever. Right, just three hours worth of songs until you were losing your mind and then you know you anyway no i don't know who would i go so witten alex and 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 jj watt you go for a christmas tree hunt an ugly sweater singles party wingman and, and a xmas eve mass i would want to go with alex to as as a wingman to a, a christmas party ugly sweater thing okay i, I would, think that I he would, would want... be charming and funny I probably would want to go to to the Christmas Eve mass with JJ Watt because you don't have to talk to him. Oh, good call. And then the Christmas tree hunt with Jason Witten. He would be fun there. Right? What? The the hunting, to get a Christmas a tree with Jason Witten. Well, he would rip out he would rip it out of the ground. Right. And yeah, and he but see if JJ Watt were there, he would rip it out of the ground and like try to taunt it and try to like but, but but like just casually kind of taunt the fact that he that he did. Whereas Jason yeah. Witten literally is just taking it out of the ground and just puts it on the tractor wherever you guys went out to get it, and and you guys just go back and everything's good. JJ Watt would be like, "Take your selfie now, tree. What yes. do you want?" <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh man, the next one is the at the real John Sias. He says best reaction to first time in, invite to adult table after table. After 28 years at Thanksgiving, except calmly, spray gravy, Palmer crotch chop. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh man, 28 years at the kids' table for this for John. I would yeah, I would John. definitely do the Palmer crotch chop there. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like it's like oh yeah, John, you get to sit at the adult table today. He's just like suck it. He's like. <laughs> He's like, hey, Grandma, boom. <laughs> boom. 
Uh, <laughs> next one is at GoPack. As you guys can tell, but actually both Denny and I are sick right now. So this is why we're kind of like kind of out of it a little bit. Uh, uh, next I, one. I imagine, I imagine him, I'm sorry. I imagine this guy doing a crotch chop to like his 26 year old cousin who's still <laughs> at the kids table. <laughs> Eat it, He's Sally. Like, hey, Sam. Yeah. Sam, Sam, and Sally's like, Jesus, my kid's watching. What are you doing? <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, this next one at GoPackGo underscore 27. Picked up Bengals D for week 12. Are they worth keeping rest of season due to soft schedule or do I keep living the stream? I really like their matchup this week. Beyond that, I, I, I don't really know. I do know in week 16, they get uh, San Francisco. I don't think that I think you should keep them on your roster for this week and that week, but you can stream in between, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Uh, this next one is at Jake Zav. What is the age cutoff for Soapbox <coughs> Derby entrance? Jason Witten's son keeps winning, keeps on winning them. When will it stop? So that was funny. Uh, this next one is at Aaron Spires. He says, "Got Russell Wilson off the wire last week after Hoyer was gone. Stick with him." That's a blessing. Stick with him. Blessing. That's the word that I use there. Stick. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna you're gonna start vomiting from all this coughing. Uh, Uh, Stick with him this week, Russell Wilson, or live with or live the stream. uh, No, live the stream. He has a terrible matchup. Yeah, I think you live the stream too. Next one is uh, at SKCIH underscore FFEJ. Better play to blow my fob on with zero chance of playing. Better player, sorry, to blow the, the fob. Moncrief or David Johnson? Can't believe David Moncrief's Johnson, a free agent. Dude. Yeah, but I would, yeah. I mean, I would try to get both of them on your team. Next one is yeah. at Shafe underscore Neck. He said, <laughs> he said Eli and Ty God versus this week's streamers. You have, a, uh, you, have a, you have a take there. I, I don't not, think you could play. I would not play Eli this week for sure. I don't. I wouldn't play either of them. I play. I play all of our streamers over them. I would too. Yeah. Uh, next one at Fade to Zach. Drop Witten for Scott Chandler or keep him around to help me rake my leaves. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely keep him around for that. But wait, I don't know. Let me think. Wait. Witten's not going to have yes. value without Romo. Right, I want Chandler there. Yeah. Next one, at Grogankle. He said, uh, it's actually, it's probably, it's definitely Grogan Cal because his name is Cal. Uh, he Gro- says, Gro- well, it's K-A-L. So he says, safe, safe to drop Rams D now to pick up the Redskins this week? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sick of the Rams, man. I have them in my uh, season long, my, my big home league. And I was, I was actually buying, like, I thought that they were a decent buy because of Tampa Bay and Detroit on their schedule, but both of those offenses have stepped up, and the Rams' defense has not. And I think a lot of it is because the Rams are, are put in such terrible situations all the time by that offense. Yeah, they have no help. Yeah, yeah. well, they can't sustain a running game anymore with their offensive line injuries, and that's really hurting the, the defense. It's um, amazing that not even the great Todd Gurley is immune to that disaster. Yeah, right, right. Uh, this next one is at North. Oh my God, North Northrip Junior. He said Eli or this week streamer. Definitely this week streamer. Yeah. 
Uh, next one at hot dog sandwich. He said, am I crazy for thinking I should start Danny Woodhead over Todd Gurley this week in a PPR league? I would start Gurley. Don't do it. Denny. You, you, you would start. I would start Gurley over Woodhead. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what I would. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is at Jim Caliu. He said, uh, do I drop Pat's defense and stream rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, they're not like an every week yeah, start. I, yeah, I agree. Next one, at James Hemming. I'm I'm I. I'm I. That's what it says. James, you got to freaking edit your tweets before you send it to us. We only, <laughs> need, we only need perfection. Am I crazy to start Martavis over AJ Green rest of season? I don't know why you would need to do that rest of season. Why do your lineups lock in week 13? Yeah, like, what? Play by matchup. I would play. I like Martavis a lot this week. Oh um, man, I I'm obsessed. Like Martavis could just go absolutely bonkers this week. Yeah. Uh, next one at Go Cry in the car. Do you lower Des a lot with Romo? <laughs> That's a good Twitter handle. Yes, um, Des is not even wide receiver three right now. I think he's like a low end too. Next one, at Kyle Skadula. Skadula, biggest Thanksgiving loser this year. Tony Romo, Chip Kelly, Aaron Rodgers, or a cornless Denny Carter? It's me, for sure. I mean, what? look at Tony Romo, maybe ending his career, has nothing on, on my cornless Thanksgiving. Yeah, nothing. Uh, next one, at Milwaukee2422. CJ Anderson and David Johnson on waivers. Drop uh, LeGarrette Blunt for either of them. Yeah, I want David Johnson over Legarrette going forward, right? Yeah, I, I I'm not totally against that. Uh, it depends on what ends up happening with Andre Ellington and if we have that information. And I haven't checked since like three, but um, yeah, oh yeah, that's 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 a tough one. I'm uh, trying to be I'm trying to be a truther here, man. Yeah, you're right. I should just go with David Johnson. Why not? Next one, at M. Desh... Oh my gosh, I hate this freaking Twitter handle. At M. Desh... Deshens... 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 Change your handle, 17. Use Whoa, number one... Wow. Yeah, you like that? Use... You like that! Use number like one... That. Use number one per, uh, waiver priority for, for Chandler and PPR. I'm a Gronk owner. and been saving the waiver priority for three weeks. No. I wouldn't use that. No. Uh, this next no. one is okay. We're good, right? No. Yeah, I'm good. Next one at SMGDH. Would Denny rather get stuck in a lift with JJ Watt or touch your eyeballs after cutting up chilies? Sounds like he's sounds like you're touching my eyeballs. Yeah, I thought that's what I thought that's what. No, I was like, you, well, you're I, not. <laughs> of course, you'd rather do that. Yeah, right. I, I don't care about JJ's pain. Also, is this a, uh, is this a ski lift or is this like an elevator? Or is it, or is it, lift. or is it a lift as an Uber's competitor? No, I think it's. I think maybe it's like the British way of saying elevator. Right, that's what I was thinking. So I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm gonna suffer through that because I don't want that extraordinary, excruciating pain in my eyeballs. Thank you very much. <laughs> that would not be fun. Uh, this next one is from our buddy Nathan Powell at NPowellFF. How many times per week do you shave your face? I'll be quick with this. I have not completely shaved my face like down to the skin in three years. 
I, I, I have a trimmer. I trim the beard every four days and, uh, I shave like, I like trim, I like trim it up with a, with a straight razor on top and the sideburns. Boom. There it is. I thought that was going to be quick. That was just, listen, I, I could have gone on for 15 minutes there. Okay. I, I trim it up once a week and just let it grow. And then I trim it up again and let it grow. I feel like we're a generation that has forsaken shaving. Yeah, I Is think that right? that, yeah, I mean I would I can't imagine what what straight razors are doing right now. Well, I mean because I mean, you know, one generation ago, almost every guy woke up in the morning, took the shower, took the straight razor, dragged it across their face, right? and went to work. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a I haven't had a clean-shaven face since I was a sophomore in college. It's been a really long time for me, and I have to say, I'm really happy with not having to do that because it was horrible. Yeah, it's a horrible experience. I don't know it, why people. I mean, like, I understand some people need to for like their jobs and stuff, but whew. Well, no, wait a second though. You can look very professional and, uh, you know, and, and nice and clean with well, with a well kept beard. You're preaching, okay. No, yeah, I know. I, I right, agree. Right. Yeah, and but but I mean, I think that uh, first of all, how unnatural is it to take a blade and run it across your the face, your skin every day? <laughs> right. Right. Now, what what is that? This is a horrible, a horrible concept. It, 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 I agree. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. But I yeah. I I'm just once a week trimming up nice, pretty. Sh- Fairly short, and then I just grow a three and a half foot beard every week, and then I just shave it again. Right, you put your dog in the beard, carry it around for a little while. Yeah, right. Wrap it, wrap it up, wrap Henry up a little bit. <laughs> this next one is at PFE Skeets. How many times has Witten been caught playing Santa by his kids on Christmas Eve? Since well, he's a dad runner and all. Yeah, that definitely happens every year, and he probably does it like six times every December. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, Santa's here again, and then his kids just get really pissed off at him. Dad, it's December 10th. Go yeah. back Go back to your room. Dad, I'm 19 years old now. Uh, this, this next one is at EJ Raul Duke 1976. Am I screwed Please. with Des Bryant here or what? I think we already talked yeah. about Des Bryant. Yeah, you're screwed, man. Don't You can't play him. This next one uh, is at uh, Nikolai Pitra. Uh, he said... Uh, is gold blonde, is gold bond for old people? I yeah. I used to, I had a pretty bad athlete's foot as a kid. I used to use gold bond like a fiend. I hate lotions. Oh well, it was pow it was powder. Okay, you had oh, used the the powder. I just hate like lotions and stuff and stuff for my you skin. Hate, wait, you hate all lotions? What does I that do. Mean? I don't like. I just don't like them. I don't. I don't use lotions. I don't use anything on my skin. What all what? natural? Wait, oh yeah, it doesn't get cold where you are, so never mind. No, I mean it got cold where I grew up. Grew up in Pittsburgh. Oh, so wait, your your skin never cracked or anything? Not really. I think it's the same thing as chapstick. I think chapstick is just a placebo. Oh no no, chapstick actually is designed to dry out your lips. It has trace <laughs> amounts of alcohol. Sure, I totally believe that because I see people freaking addicted to that, and yeah. th- and I think that's a real. Th- I think it's not even a, a tr- it's not helping you. And I I have that same 
attitude about lotions. Right. It's actually chapstick. Uh, if you eat fourteen chapsticks, you can get drunk. <laughs> I try. I tried that when I was fifteen. It was amazing. I just oh, that's hilarious. This next one is at the kid in Vegas. If Denny Cutler, Witten, and J.J. Watt played in a four-man scramble, what would they shoot, and who would tee off last? You would probably tee I, off I, last, right? You would think. No, I, I would want I would want D. Gaff, King D. Gaff, to tee off last. <laughs> No, that, you need you need to, you need the degaffer to tee off first. No, wait. Then you the can way, adjust. The then I you always... can adjust. Then you can adjust for his shot. Okay, that that does make sense. Now I think about it. But the way I always used to play scrambles was we would have the accurate driver go first, and then you know hopefully he could just put it down the middle somewhere short shortish, and then you would increasingly go like until you were off the charts with the last guy who usually hit it into the woods four holes away you know or or uh hit a nice little draw 350 yards down the middle so yeah but you also need you all but don't you yeah i mean i can see that logic too i've always gone the opposite way when i've scrambled we need we need someone who we need smarter people i thought you played golf denny well i used to play golf all the time yeah that's what i'm saying that's how that's how that's how we played Okay, D Gaff went last. I think D Gaff goes first. Oh, Twitter, we, Twitter we need needs input. to help. Twitter needs to help. Next one, we have a f- uh, like five more at M Nine VC Vegas. He says best holiday movie ever: Planes, Trains, and Automobiles or Reno Nine One One. Delete the tweet first of all, dude. Planes, and Trains, and Automobiles is a very, very good movie. It no, but, it is, but it's, but but. It's all. I, isn't it Thanksgiving? It is Thanksgiving. Wait. Isn't Planes, Trains, Automobiles Thanksgiving? I think it may be. I think it might. Which this 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 question is now a moot point. But the greatest Christmas movie ever is Scrooged. So we're, we're that's the end it's of the Christmas vacation. And by the way, the next question is Christmas vacation related. At Fitz eight four three, how many times has Witten family watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? No, they're not watching something that edgy. Hello. Yeah, they're, they're watching like Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, no, they're watching Christmas with the freaking cranks. That's what they're watching. Yeah, yeah. their their movie selection is not very fun. Yeah, um, no. They, uh, by the way. Just for people out there who are interested, National Lampoon's Christmas is a very subversive movie. Look it up. Look it up. Yeah, yeah. Next one, at Knuckle Pop, he says, what are the names of your fantasy football teams? You can tell a lot about a person based on their team name. Um, are you going first? Go ahead. No, you can go first. <laughs> well, I actually – I. I only have one like name team. The rest of my teams are just like, oh, well, I pick the Pink Floyds is my dynasty team. Okay. Okay. It's not Cute. horrible. Uh, Mojo Ryzen is my redraft team. Okay. That's a Doors lyric. <clears throat> and uh, the worst name I ever had was my first fantasy football team name. Worst yeah. ever. I'm embarrassed. You're gonna. I'm. I'm done after this. I'm gonna uh, delete myself after this. Okay. It, it was called. <laughs> they were called the Maryland Mediocres. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just say that in the podcast? My my family shame. Oh 
my god. Mine's not mine's not much better. So the uh, there's a guy in our league who I went to high school with, went to college with too, and he has these like the the craziest looking hands. You've ever like really long skinny fingers and they and they like they like curl out instead of like just being flat. They kind of curl. So you know like a hitchhiker thumb, right? But he has hitchhiker fingers. And wow. so my team name is the Hitchhiker Fingers. Based on that, that. is well that I, that'll be the name of my next novel, I think. <laughs> you can have him be the him be the villain because of his crazy hands. <laughs> Hitchhiker fingers. Um, okay, all right, Maryland mediocres. Are you serious? <laughs> God, I was like, I want to be self-deprecating, but I really want to kill people. This week. <laughs> right. Uh, next one is at PPR ranks. He said, what's your favorite Mario party mini game? Did you play Mario party? Denny? Uh, no, you not at all. I'm Never? too, too old for too old for Mario party. I played Mario party and there was one game. It's called mushroom mix up. Okay. And cause no one knows the nineties TV and video games better than I do. It was called, sure. it was called mushroom mix up. And Toad, you know, our favorite Mario Kart character, Toad raises a flag up in the air, okay? And whatever color flag he raises up, you go to the mushroom that uh, of that same color, and then all the other mushrooms start to fall to the water, and you have to be quick before the, the mushrooms. I loved playing that because one of my friends growing up was colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> so Toad, Toad would raise the flag... And he would go in the opposite direction as everyone else because he had no idea what what color it was. Wow. Yeah, it was wow. fun time. God, you're you're awful. <laughs> this, this last one is from at Pompey Nick. He said, "Has the corn worked itself through Denny's bowels yet, or was there vomiting on Sunday?" No corn. Didn't eat no corn. Cor- no corn. So yeah. But probably vomit. I would assume. Uh yeah, quite a bit of it. Quite a bit of it. Yes. I would say because of my my awesome Julio DeAndre Hopkins DFS lineups. Oh yeah, that was basically everyone this past week, huh? God bless America. Yeah, crazy. All right, Denny, that does it for the Week Thirteen podcast. Where can everyone find you? Uh, at CD Carter Thirteen on the Twitter, and you can find my uh, defensive streaming scores at the thefakefootball.com. And I am JJ Zacharyson. and you can find me on Twitter at LateRoundQB. And Denny, hopefully next week we'll both feel a little bit better so we're not like half loopy during the podcast. I'm, I know. I And and I, I apologize for getting the pod out late on Tuesday. That's that's uh, my bad. Uh, life got in the way of fantasy foosball. So, uh, But we will we will do this at the regular time next week. Speaking of speaking of uh, this, this life thing um, – don't tweet us Tuesday morning about who to start. Yeah, come on, come we gotta on. Get our, we gotta get our shit together, guys. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to give you an answer because I haven't looked at anything. <laughs> exactly. I've, I've like glanced because I have to write a, a column that fifteen transactions column on Monday night, basically, and I've, I've looked, but it's very difficult to like give you the best answers that early in the week when you don't need the answers yet. We know you don't need the answers because we play fantasy football too. Yes, and I used to be in your position. I used to want to set my lineups on Tuesday morning thinking that 
that would do me some good. It'll do you no good. None. No good. None. Just, just every. You know what I do every most every Tuesday, unless I have a, a good one in this spot, is I, I drop my kicker in most leagues. If I'm if I'm in a kicker league, because I free up that spot on my team, and I don't have a kicker all week long until Sunday, just to, just to like play to see what play out and see what happens during that week. Have, have you ever benched your whole team until like the last minute on Sunday? <laughs> what does that give you some weird thrill i used to do that against people in my family league and they would fr- some of them would freak out like really? so- some of them would 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 text me on like saturday and be like you haven't put in anybody in your lineup all week what are you doing man like, i don't know i don't that's know such a mind game i don't know bro i don't know and then i would put like my tight end in but nothing else <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's such a mind game. <laughs> on Sunday, they would be like, oh, so you're not going to put anyone in. So you just give me the win. Great. Great. Well, good. It's actually it was- kind of it's actually kind of an interesting strategy because some some owners will look at other te- – I don't do this that much, but we'll look at other teams and say, oh, that's a – you know, that's, that's a team that's probably not going to put up a lot of points. I'm going to look at four players to put in my lineup. I, I actually recommend it because I would see some people change their lineups six, seven, eight times in a week and trying to like guess what I was going to do, you know? Right, right. And, and you have to know what you're going to do, first of all. You have to have a plan. You can't just do it. But, but yeah, people would people would just like go into this panic like, what are you trying to freak me out, bro? I'm not freaked out. I'm not freaked out. <laughs> you're, totally, you're totally freaked out. That's a good mind game. I'm going to start doing that. And then, cool. and then I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this weekend, and you know, week thirteen, the most important week of the season. I'm just not gonna have a lineup because I'm gonna forget. That, that's the old. That's an old Maryland mediocres trick. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, if you guys made it uh, this far into the podcast, please send us a tweet with the hashtag Dola, just so Thank that you. we know that we didn't lose our listeners. Thank you. Anyway, anyway, Denny, uh, let's go get a milkshake. All right, let's do it. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We will catch you in week fourteen. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about.